Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The lesson is from 1 Timothy chapter 6. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. These are your words, Holy Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. There are people starving to death in parts of the world. But most of us here have never really experienced true hunger. Most of us don't wonder, don't have to wonder, if we have money for our next meal. But it's not about money, it's not about food, it's not about clothing. These are blessings from God which can be used or misused. Paul reminds us here that in an earthly sense, we can be content with these basic needs. As long as our basic needs are provided for, we have enough. He states very plainly, we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. It reminds us again of Job, who had so much wealth, and then it was all taken away. But he was content even in his poverty. Later, the Lord gave him even greater earthly wealth. But Job's greatest treasure was his sure faith that God was his Savior and Redeemer, who would raise him to life after death. It was Job, so many years before Christ, who said, I know that my Redeemer lives, and I shall see him with my own eyes. It was not food and clothing. It was not wealth and riches that brought Job contentment, but it was godliness, which itself is a gift from God. Paul echoes that here when he says, godliness with contentment is great gain. Paul uses the word godliness, and he, means all, he does not mean all the good things we do to show God that we are good people. He doesn't mean godliness in the sense of being a good person who does all the right things, someone who is morally superior and holier, holier than others. We could never measure up to that. That kind of godliness we can't have on our own at all. The word godliness means God-fearing. It has to do with relying on God and trusting in God. In Hunsey Hall in the upper floor, there's that panel that has that powerful Bible verse from Proverbs printed in several languages. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There are different kinds of fear. We can be frightened of things, and surely our sins make God frightful to us. But we can also have a fearful and awe-filled respect and reverence for those who are over us, for our parents and teachers and police and judges, and especially a fearful, awe-filled reverence and respect for God. The Catechism begins the explanation of the Ten Commandments with those words, we should fear and love God. Fear and love God. How can fear and love go together? They do. They must. 
It is only when we have a kind of fear and reverence of God that we can truly love him. And we love him because he first loved us. Our love is the response of faith. It is our gratitude, our thankfulness for God sending Jesus to rescue us from our sins. Do we have reason also to be afraid of God? Yes, because we transgress against the Ten Commandments every day. We don't love our neighbor as we should. We put other things ahead of God and make them into other gods for ourselves. But God is mercy and kindness itself. God is love. He calls us back to himself. He sends his son to take our place, to be our substitute. Jesus' holy thoughts, words, and deeds cover over and blot out our sinful thoughts, words, and deeds. His pure and decent life atones for our lust and shame. His obedience to Mary and Joseph makes up for our disrespect for our parents. Jesus loved and helped his neighbor perfectly when we too often live with hatred, jealousy, anger, and even cruelty. Jesus' sacrificial death covers our godlessness and gives us godliness. Godliness with contentment is great gain. What is the gain, the benefit of this godliness? It's the same as Job's. Imagine meeting Job in heaven and hearing the stories of all that he went through. What a grand event that will be. Job's gain was the confidence that God is his redeemer, that God would give him, even in the midst of his poverty, daily bread, that he would forgive him his trespasses, not lead him into temptation, and finally deliver him from all evil, even the evil of this world, even our own evil. This contentment with food and clothing, this reverence for God our Savior, this gain and benefit of faith and trust in God is yours as well through faith in Christ Jesus. It was given and entrusted to you in your holy baptism, where you were washed of your guilt, and you became a child of God, so that you belong to him now. You belong to the holy triune God, and now your life and your home really belong in heaven. Nothing is more satisfying. Nothing brings more contentment. Nothing is greater gain than that. Dear children of God, whatever you have in this world will be gone. But in Christ, you have holiness and are heirs of eternal life. That faith and that confidence will show itself in how you deal with your neighbor, your roommate, your friend, all those around you. It will show itself in how you want others to share in that contentment, that true peace and confidence in God trusting in the eternal gain, the eternal benefit earned for us by the blood of Christ. We brought nothing into this world. It is certain that we can carry nothing out. Having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. Godliness with contentment is great gain. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen.